Welcome to Fraud Busting. I'm Tracy Brown, the Fraud Busting Body Language Expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion dollar business deals. It's time to dive in so you can beat the fraudsters at their own game and build your bottom line. I am so excited because I have Kelly Paxton here with me today. She is, uh, let me get this right, the pink collar crime expert. Is that is that right, Kelly? Yeah. And that I just had right. to know um, more about her and what she does and how she helps companies uh, find and eliminate embezzlement because... Um, what is it like 80% of companies have some kind of fraud loss and a lot of it is, is embezzlement. I'm sure she'll have some better numbers for us. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about you. So um, I want to say my career is like all about money. It first was investing money. I was a stockbroker and a bond trader. And then I became a federal law enforcement agent and it was investigating people who were, you know, committing crimes for money. I mean, crime is really about money unless it's domestic violence. And now kind of my third career is like how honest people make bad decisions to get money, like to live the life that they think that they, you know, is going to be better, but it actually isn't better. Uh -oh. So my whole career has kind of been about investing, um, you know, tracking money. And now it's just more learning people's relationships with money and what it makes them do. Oh, okay. So let's talk about pink collar crime specifically what i'm so curious what is that okay so it was popularized in 1989 by dr kathleen daly it's not my term i have the domain name but the definition is petty crimes committed by workers lower level workers um stealing small amounts from their workplace primarily women but it's not all women so I'm also known as the fraud hashtag queen. You're the body fraud body language. I'm the fraud hashtag queen. And one of my things is it's position, not gender. So women are just really good at it because they're in the lower level positions. Now, why do you think women are better at committing fraud? Like, tell me about, about that. And like, why are they better than the guys? Who takes more? Tell me all about that. <laughs> So women are better at it because people trust women. It's this, it's socialization. It's just like when we say bad guys, we don't say bad ladies. We say bad guys. Yeah. And so we intuitively trust women more than we trust men, which there is no honesty chromosome. I mean, that's, that's even crazy to think about. But it's like, oh, she's nice. She's worked for me forever, you know. She lives a modest existence. And she doesn't show up in a Maserati, but she does show up in a Camry now instead of a Corolla. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, but women are good at it because they just kind of fly under the radar. And people, I have three things. There is no honesty chromosome. The workplace has changed. And the third one is never underestimate a woman. Oh. If you do, they might rob, rob you blind. Well, they might rob you, but they might do a lot of other things too. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. All right, Kelly, let, let's get to it. What is the craziest fraud story you've ever been involved with? Like what happened? Tell us all about it. And then let's talk about how people, businesses can prevent this and, and learn so that they don't have to experience the same loss. Sure. So I worked one case at the sheriff's office and um, out of all the cases I've worked, this is the only victim who said he never liked her. 
everyone else is, they like the person. And that's part of the recovery is they're devastated by it. But this guy was a doctor. He owned a vineyard and a wine tasting room. And he had this young woman, her name was Tiffany. This is all public record. So um, she laughed, the business. And he noticed on his credit card that she had made two purchases at like Staples and Office Max. And oh, he was angry. So he calls, and they're $400 purchases. He calls the local sheriff's office and he says, I want to make a theft report. This employee stole $400 from me. Well, the you know deputy comes out, takes the report, and we get involved, the fraud team. She stole $450,000 from him. Oh. And, and he said, I never let her sign a check. Well, she didn't need to sign a check. She, because he had a wine tasting room, they had a visa processing machine. And this was a while ago. So she could put refunds on her credit cards. And so when I meet the owner of the vineyard, he said, you know, I have a wine tasting room. No one should have refunds. You taste the wine and you like it and you buy it. You don't like it, you don't buy it. I shouldn't have any refunds. And I'm like, well, she was refunding all day long. And it was $450,000. But he's like the only one of my victims who said he didn't like her. They all like him. They're all the trusted employees. Wow. So was she in charge of reconciling as well? Or how did all that come well, together? I mean, she, he, was, he was kind of an absentee business owner. He was the doctor. And so he had a practice. And this was kind of a hobby. And I mean, she was like an office manager, but she also helped out in the tasting room and she, you know, sell wine and stuff like that. She had free reign because he had another business. This was a side hustle for him. So his daughter was kind of involved and that's kind of when it started. Like once his daughter fully got involved, when she left, then they're like, things don't look right. And yeah, but he initially thought, He's like, I'm going to get her. Because she, she kind of left him in a lurch. Like, she didn't give him notice or anything. And he's like, I'm going to get her. She took $400 from me. Yeah, $450,000. Wow. So so the $450 did not have anything to do with staples. It was just all <laughs> from tasting rooms. So so uh, do, like, well, on Square and things like that, can people still do that now? Or... Uh, no, I don't, I don't believe they can. You can only refund back to, you know, the credit card that made the payment because this was in like 2009, eight, eight nine. And um, so they've, they've definitely made progress as far as, you know, fraud controls, but there's still other things, you know, that you can do. People think it's whenever I meet a business owner, he's like, or she, I sign all my own checks and I just smile. And they're like, what's that about? And I'm like, yeah, so I could, you know, the, the most way, according to the Marquet report on embezzlement, that people embezzle is forged or unauthorized checks. So I know a woman who, she worked for a company business, stole $350,000. She could never um, forge the president's signature, but she could, forged his younger brother who was the vice president so she forged his signature all day long wow like, i could never do the president's signature it was very difficult so i just forged the brothers well that's clearly the next best thing so um <laughs> so, so okay so let's say i have a business like i have a business you have a business um what should we be doing and the folks watching this who think they're you know, they sign all the checks, they think they got it handled. 
what's the solution? So one of the solutions is always mail your bank statements home. If you have a small business and you know, oh. your mail comes to a PO box or a PO box that only you control. So because I can make your bank statement look like $10 million with PDF. Like it's very easy to manipulate with technology these days. So mm -hmm. mail your bank statements home. The other big thing that I like to tell business owners is surprise your staff and not surprise them by giving them a Starbucks card. But like if you always do stuff on say the last day of the month, mix it up and say, Hey, you know what? I want that report mid month. And you know, that's like, th there was a woman who stole um, from a city she knew the auditors only looked at June. She'd steal every year up until May 31st, go cold turkey for the month of June and start again July 1st. So mix oh. it up. Don't do the audit in June, do it in October. Just keep, keep your staff on their toes, I would say. Got it, got it. Okay, well, uh, I can keep my staff on, on their toes <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, you got any other any other just unbelievable type stories with with like some some lessons for all of us? Because I mean that was fantastic. <laughs> I have another one where um, I call it the fat finger caper. So there was a woman; she owned a business with her husband, and she would sign the checks, and then she would go online and she'd see, you know, okay, check for twenty five hundred dollars cleared for forty five hundred dollars clear. But she never would view the image because she's like, I signed them and I know the $2,500 one was made to XYZ. But one day, literally, she got fat finger and she clicked on view image. And what popped up was that $2,500 check wasn't made out to XYZ. It was made out to the bookkeeper. She had changed it, literally changed it. So, you know, again, fat finger, this it all unraveled because one day she accidentally clicked on view image. She would go online. She was very diligent. She would go online and she would see that certain checks had gone through, but she did, the banks don't do the images. Oh, wow. No. You, yeah. So how much did that add up to, do you know? A half a million dollars. Oh man. Just right there. Now, now the average uh, length of time of frauds about what, like 16 months or so. That, that yeah, but women actually... do it longer. Oh, longer now. Okay. Yeah. Men steal much more, much more quickly. Women steal less over a longer period of time. Oh, now that's interesting. So, um, wow. So we just got to watch out for everybody these days. So, um, okay. Anything else that our, that our viewers here need to know? Like that last tip that can really save them just piles and piles of money. You know what? This is going to be crazy. Vacations. Make sure your employees take vacations. Yep. Some of the biggest frauds have been discovered while the employee can't make it into work. And it might be because there was a woman actually just, she got in a car accident in Utah and the cops came and when they were, you know, investigating the car accident, they saw all these signs like checks from a dental office. And sure enough, she had worked for the dental office and she had a bunch of blank signed checks in her car waiting for her to, you know, deposit them. So make them take vacations. They have to, and none of these micro-cations, you know, the newer, younger generation, mm -hmm. they take micro-cations, uh-uh, one to two weeks at a time. Because if you're gone two days, 
no one's going to look at your stuff. You're going to say, I'll catch up when I get back. If right. you're gone a week or two, they're looking at your stuff. So wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I that in, in banking, they, um, that's part of compliance in, in banking. So, um, I well, think and that's because of Bernice Geiger. Mm -hmm. Bernice Geiger stole $2.1 million from her dad's own bank. She went to prison, she got out, and rumor is that she um, consulted for a federal regu regulatory agency, I'm thinking FDIC or the precursor to it. She looked at everyone who wasn't taking vacations because she couldn't take a vacation because if she did, they would have caught her scheme. So she started looking at the people who hadn't taken vacations and then she'd go after them and look and see if they were misbehaving. Yep, it turns up it's real common, real common. So, wow, we have learned so much. So, tell us how can how can you help? How can people get a hold of you? Uh, tell us a little bit about your services. I know you do some speaking, but what else? What else do you do? And how can people find you? So, pinkcollarcrime.com or kellypaxton.com. I'm also, I'm on LinkedIn. I post regularly. I have a new column that I am loving called hashtag Friday Fraudster. So it's going to be a story of a person who, you know, got caught embezzling. And um, I'm working on the one episode for this week. And also I'm on Twitter and it's PDX, like Portland's airport, PDXCFE for certified fraud examiner. So I tweet quite regularly on um, Twitter. I mean, there's a pink color crime Facebook page too, not as regular there. Got it. Well, I got to tell y'all, make sure you connect with Kelly. She's uh, just put a couple posts uh, or comments even on my um, memes that I put up and just awesome, awesome tips. Like she really knows her stuff. So make sure you find her. Kelly, thank you so much. And I think we should have you on again. Oh, thank you. I am absolutely honored. You do fantastic work and I'm just honored to be here and I'll, I'd love to come back. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.